What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RideshareRodeo.com. I'm your host, SJ, and let's get it on. So, uh, the Dow hits 30,000 for the first time ever today. And this week, Uber is setting records since its IPO. It seems like a lot of things are really kind of going crazy on the stock market. It's, it's a hard thing to understand right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble finding, uh, understanding where Uber on Tuesday set their all-time uh, high price since IPO. No, not where they launched, obviously, because it came down so much that first day. <laughs> Almost a crash. Um, but on Tuesday, they hit $51.91 at close. Today, $51.26. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a little confusing where why is the stock going up so much? I mean... I know that they're offloading autonomous. I know that they've they're getting rid of micro mobility, and I'm going to touch on uh, another thing with uh, Uber Air today. But it seems like yeah, you're streamlining some some things, but the revenue's still not there. Uber Eats is doing okay um, in the app delivery food space, but uh, they're not doing great. They're not blowing the roof off any others. Um, and I mean, and rideshare, I mean, ridership for rideshare is beyond down. Uber's been, still hasn't turned a profit in 10 years. And uh, this year is one of the worst years. So I, I'm, why? I mean, like, I'd understand that this would be a good time to come in on Uber, but why is the stock price so high? Why is it being eaten up to this? What? I don't know. I thought we were the eight and a half years that they were not public, where they were just uh, funded um, privately and independently. I I thought that that those people had learned, and I, you know, when it was down around the thirties before the pandemic, um, it can't be based on these government contracts. I, I don't know. I don't know why it's it's so high. I, I feel like a lot of things on the on the dower that high though right now and you know a lot of comparisons are being done to the 20s and as we know the 20s led to uh the great depression the end of the 20s anyway um so i mean is that what we're headed for are we headed for some major crash because the 20s were all about things going through the roof and everybody was a millionaire and doing great and all this and then boom you know is that kind of is that what people are looking at? Is that, I know I've heard it said, I'm just kind of wondering what the speculation of an investor who would buy, who would put in buy tickets at $51 plus on Uber stock. Um, but I don't know. Um, I thought it was interesting that during the pandemic, here it is hitting its all time high. And uh, yeah, I mean, Now, here's an odd timing announcement. Uh, the California Public Utilities Commission, CPUC, 
announced that it will allow autonomous taxi companies to charge for services. Now, there's a lot of to-dos for this. Um, It's not just any company with a hand in autonomous can start doing this. There's a lot, a lot, a lot um, that we're uncovering that you need to, all the things that you need to meet for requirements and all that. Um, But according to CPUC, uh, the companies participating will need to submit. This is this is just the data portion, okay? Because all of the other, like, we'll use Waymo because Waymo has a good name for it. Um, you know, Waymo, uh, they're they're up to par with all of the things that CPUC will want. Uh, they also are going to ha- require quarterly uh, updates on everything, including data, and. I'm going to I'm going to go through it here but it seems to me like do you remember do y'all remember back in uh was it like the end of last year when Los Angeles was trying to get all of Uber's data regarding micromobility on e-scooters and the bikes and things of that nature and I think they were even going to start going after the rideshare data too that they wanted to know where everything was going where everybody was so we already have Uber following all of our moves. Now the city of Los Angeles wanted their data. Um, well, let me go through what the CPUC is going to want from all from the the companies they are going to be allowing to uh, to start using autonomous taxi companies. Now I don't know again. We talked about this uh, last week, too. I don't know if this is going to be like if you um, uh, are, you know, if you're a Waymo investor or if you're somebody in that group, uh, maybe you're allowed to use the services. I don't think that they're just going to be pulling up everywhere. Um, I also have read that most of them will have uh, will have drivers in the front seat um, of the driverless cars, like we've known, you know, just a, a person just in case kind of situation, but we've seen that go bad, you know, every time they do it. So, but the data they're going to want is from all the companies participating. Okay. This is the California public utilities commission. They want the pickup and drop off locations of every trip. They want the availability and volume of wheelchair accessible rides. They want the service levels uh, to disadvantaged communities, so how much they're in those communities and how many, what percentage of their rides they're doing there. Uh, the fuel type and or electric charging that's been needed and how much has been consumed. Uh, and the vehicle's miles traveled as well as the passenger traveled miles out of those miles traveled, so as a subset. Um, again, it seems like to me like the CPUC is data farming. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, California is one of the toughest on AV laws too, or on the autonomous division laws. And it's kind of weird that during the pandemic of all times, they're going to, they're trying to get these going. Um, you know, if, if we were 10 years past, uh, all the research that'll be needed to go live with these for real, uh, maybe it, the pandemic could be a good time, but uh, this is still a test, okay? 
which is really weird that California is allowing this. That's why I think they're data farming this a bit. Um, but, you know, if we're 10 years past all the testing and you're out there and it's, uh, you know, and, and, and then there, and then there was this pandemic, let's say, and okay, well, yeah, that might make a little sense to me, but, uh, right now, no, not, not so much. Um, seven companies have been, uh, seven companies have been granted autonomous vehicle permits by the California Public Utilities Commission. Among the seven is Aurora Innovation, but among the seven is not Uber, okay? So I think that we are absolutely, one thing for out of this for sure is that we are absolutely seeing that uh, Uber is selling its autonomous. We know that's going to happen, but it looks like it really is going to happen to Aurora Innovation because they're a new startup and they are the seventh company to get an autonomous vehicle permit in the state of California. Um, again, I, I really am confused. We talked last week about uh, Vegas. Um, you know, they're going to be starting them in March. California is now allowing it. They're kind of using that March date too. They're saying that, you know, the permits are out now, but we probably won't see them on the road until February, March. So I'm not really sure where all this is going. Um, and the fact that it's, it all the news about it sprouting up right after the vote on Prop 22 that allowed drivers to remain independent contractors. I don't know if any of this is related, but it's sure sometimes, you know, it's things seem to string attached to each other. And it sure seems like these are, you know, due to this, this, or the, cause I mean, these seven companies have had these permits for a while or six of them until Aurora. Now Aurora is the seventh, you know, it's, these aren't new permits. They're just California just announced it's going to allow the taxi companies to charge for the service of autonomous. So don't know exactly what that means. We will keep following it. Um, but uh, I really hope that they really are doing this in a very uh, safe way because I mean, San Francisco or LA, those aren't two good cities to just, Go test autonomous in and see how it goes. But um, we will stay on this, obviously. Um, and as you know, I I have uh, uh, a former engineer from Waymo um, Autonomous Division that will be on the podcast. It looks like it'll be January now due to the holidays. Uh, we got Thanksgiving this week. The week after is a little hectic. Uh, then we got Christmas coming up. And it's probably going to be in early January, but... Um, still waiting by next week. I will have that locked down, but still waiting. This is interesting. And you got, you got to think about the legality of this one too. So, okay. So starting tomorrow, uh, is that the 25th? Yeah. The 25th, um, Washington state has placed a cap on fees charged to restaurants by app based delivery services like Uber eats, DoorDash, Postmates, Grubhub, Etc. Um, so, if you are Uber Eats or DoorDash or whoever, you will be you will not be allowed to charge over fifteen percent delivery fee. Period. Now, 
Uber has always been notorious for having ways of breaking apart the fees and then having service fee, other this fee, booking fee. Um, you know, so it's, they, you know, if, if you're just saying the delivery fee, okay, well, they could probably hit you up all over. So here's the full thing, though. They, the companies will not be allowed to charge over 15% delivery fees and, they, and 18% uh, of the total purchase price. So basically, 15% for delivery fee, but the 18% is the total amount that these companies can now charge of the on, on delivering from restaurants. So if they can only take the 18%, the 15, they're, they're going to go to, uh, to delivery fees, at least 3% for all of Uber's other BS fees that always come up. But, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that one because, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm for this or I'm for, uh, I'm for a better pricing model and I'm, I'm for one that reflects that to the drivers. I am not for a company being told what they have to cap at or whatever. And I understand we're in a pandemic. Okay. Um, and I understand that, you know, we, we have to, to help each other out and all this, but, um, I don't know. It seems like Washington state is really going over the top with the way that they implement laws that really, uh, kind of take away from American values in some ways. So, um, I'm for there not being monopolies and they're not being, you know, price gouging through the roof. However, I'm also for a, a little bit of back off government, you know, let this, you, know, you got to let these companies do what they do, but, um, and I know it's Uber and it's easy and it's Grubhub and it's DoorDash. And I know it'd be easy to say, well, you know, these companies need to, need to charge less on the, on top of the food order. Okay. I hear you, but it is a business. You don't have to take them up on it. Um, and if prices get so high, you know, that's the time, that's the perfect time for another company to enter and try and cut that down a bit. Um, I don't like government interference. Uh, I, I don't mind it when it's uh, worked between the companies and the government because I think sometimes that is needed, absolutely, and it can be beneficial. But uh, Washington State and this Inslee, and I don't know, it seems like things are just crazy up there in Washington. And I'm not sure how that will work, and I'm not sure if Uber will try and bury that other fees or if they w just won't live up to it like they did to AB5 for so long? I, I don't know. Um, I saw that Uber and Lyft was awarded a federal contract for $810 million for the next uh, few years, waiting on the General Service Administration, the GSA, uh, for details on this rollout, because I'm not exactly sure who it goes to. Obviously, federal employees, but of what nature? Is it for travel? Is it for uh, ease of expenses um, so that they can use – so that people in government uh, or, or federal workers can use Lyft without having to pay for it out of their account and get reimbursements? Is this a federal account? Those details weren't really out, but, uh, you know, somehow the – somehow – 
it seems like a little bit of a conflict of interest here. I guess we'll have to wait for the rest of the story because, uh, again, government and Uber and Lyft contract is, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll wait on the rollout. Sorry, I got turkey in my brain for Thanksgiving or whatever. Uh, which brings me to this next point that Biden is still out there, too, saying that he promises to use the California ABC test model. I mean, these are articles from today and yesterday. I mean, it's crazy to me because uh, to require, you know, he's, he's going to use he want, he's promising to use the ABC test to require independent contractors to determine if they are employees. Um, again, this is a promise Biden can't make. The Biden team can't make this. I'm surprised that I know that he had already made it, but he should be backing away from this in a big way right now because with Proposition 22 just went, just passing a yes vote in California um, and app-based uh, rideshare and delivery services of independent contractors are now allowed to be exempt from AB5 the only people you have left are the people that AB5 is killing who have been independent contractors forever. Um, so to, to roll out the ABC test model, which, which really, I mean, if you're an independent contractor and you take the ABC test, you, you'll see that you can't be an independent contractor. The ABC test is supposed to determine if you could be an independent contractor based on the answers of how and what you are doing. And there's nobody that can pass that test. That's why the, all the carve-outs, that's why all the problems, that's why redefining it as AB2257, that's why all the backlash, it was a lot of union pressure. Um, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. Uh, Gavin Newsom is not, is not somebody to be following. And I guess, uh, you know, uh, for Biden to be using that, I know he was using it because Kamala was... Uh, very involved in California stuff, transportation. Um, she was uh, the AG. Um, and I know that Biden wants that model for the $15 an hour floor minimum wage. But it seems like the Biden team would be much better off just helping place people into minimum wage jobs at 15 an hour that had health care who want 15 an hour. I mean, don't, if, if prop 22 had failed in California and AB five was allowed to include app based workers and gig workers and rideshare drivers, then I, then we'd have a different story here, but prop 22 didn't fail. It passed. So they, AB five had its three rounds of carve outs, Newspaper writers, this, anesthesiologists, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, the app-based companies weren't because that's originally what this was going, what AB5 was going after anyway. So now we have AB5 or, you know, Uber and Lyft Prop 22 got voted on heavily, yes. So yes passed. It exempted them from AB5. But it left a bunch of other independent contractors just hanging, like we were saying before, waiting to see what's going to happen to them. And are they just going to throw away AB5 law, or is this 
going to just hurt them when it, it wasn't supposed to be targeting them in the first place. But for Biden to say that that's his, a promise he's still making is just horrible. I mean, that's to me, that's a threat because ABC test in California now only applies to the people who have been independent contractors for 20, 30, 50, whatever years. And it doesn't allow them to stay independent contractors. It was going after the app-based companies and it failed. It's time for that law to be gone. So for Biden to say, uh, let's, let's use the ABC test model, uh, you know, it's, again, I, I want the best for all workers, but of California voted, and overwhelmingly it voted yes on 22. Now, you can blame Uber and Lyft and say they dropped $200 million in how much they spent to push on 22 but you know i mean let's let's add up all the things that it takes to pass a law like ab5 and we're kind of at that same number so all in all it was like 400 million wasted on this whole thing altogether um again not what maybe not wasted is the right term but somehow uh you know they they got their ab5 passed they started doing all their carve outs they renamed it and then Uber and Lyft still got a pass on it, and that's and all those companies are the ones they were going after. So the only people suffering are the people who should not be. And I think we all know that. I mean, like true independent contractors, true freelancers, people who have been doing it since before Uber existed, they shouldn't be penalized. And the rest of the country, all the other states in the country, don't want to see independent contractor status be gone. Like it is in California. I mean, you can't be one in California. You know, we had talked on other episodes about how newspaper writers are now, like there will be publications they write for in California maybe. They live in California and then they write for a couple out east, let's say. The the places out east are contacting their writers in California and saying, we, don't, we can't have you writing for us anymore because of AB5. Now there's been carve-outs and stuff to that effect, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just... I think that this Biden promise is really something that shouldn't be happening right now. I mean, this he's basing it on what was the, you know, if no on 22 had passed or had, had succeeded. Yes, on 22 passing overturned all of this. And it, was, and it wasn't 51% to 49. I mean, yes, on 22 was like 72% of the vote. So, um People voted, they voiced their concern, and that was in California. So if that's the case there, uh, I don't see why other states are going to want to follow that. Other states weren't wanting to follow it in the first place, maybe a couple, but they needed California to show that they really, really were going to have AB5 affect these app-based companies, and, and it didn't. So, I mean, I, other states aren't going to want it. Other cities aren't going to want it. Um, and it's just going to hurt people who do are independents and, and freelancers who do pay their taxes and pay into the system as we know it. So um, it just, you know, I don't know. These articles need to stop at least. I would think he'd want to stop the bleeding on keep promising this, but I guess we'll see. Maybe after the holidays, huh? October 2016, Uber announced its new project, Uber Air. I totally remember this. I remember it exactly. Um, so let's run through this real quick. 2016, Uber announced a uh, new project, Uber Air. 2017, 
it changed the focus to e, uh, EV tall, which is electric vertical takeoff and landing. Um, so basically, you know, uh, think of like a large, large drone that could carry people. That's what they're working on in 2017. And they're still doing that. Now, with the fact that they've sold off their micromobility, that they're selling off autonomous and not just little parts anymore, they're just dumping it just so that they can finally get some revenue and do a profit. I'm really shocked that, that Uber Air is still in existence because 2017, it changes focus to eVTOL. In 2019, we finally saw a little lifeblood come out of the, of the Uber Air division, but it was nothing to write about at all, really. It was, it was that Uber Air had released a few helicopters that were flying from one airport to another. Um, and not only that, Uber Helicopter, which was EV tall, Uber Air, all the same division, was an Uber disaster. I mean... The helicopters, I, I don't even know if they're still going. I mean, uh, now with the pandemic, I would think that was a great time for them just to dump it and try and bury it. But now Uber's back out again saying that eVTOLs will be launching in 2023 in Los Angeles and Dallas for sure and other cities to be named soon. But in 2023, for sure, they will have electric vertical and takeoff landing devices, Uber will, in Dallas and Los Angeles. Um, bullshit. Um, excuse me there. Did you hear my bullshit? Uh, I mean, this is PR stuff all written all over it. I mean, you, Uber, you failed at autonomous. You're, you're selling it. You failed at micromobility. You're selling it off. Uh, you're not in any way tech advanced over any companies that are doing, uh, cutting edge type. Technology, you're just you're not there, but you think that you have eVTOL locked up. I mean, just like autonomous, there are so many companies in this, in the in the vertical takeoff and landing and electric and all that that Uber doesn't have any kind of uh, background at all. They don't. They haven't been aerospace. They haven't been planes. Uh, this is. I mean, they 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 can't turn a profit with rideshare. I, I've loved what I've seen lately, you know, selling off autonomous, selling off micromobility. And I told you last week, hopefully we'll see Uber Air sold off. And then what happens? Of course, the news says Uber Air will be launching EV tolls in 2023. I am so sick of dates. So I'm betting 100 to 1, uh, hell, 1,000 to 1, that EV tolls are nothing more than at most maybe like package delivery or something. And I doubt Uber will be doing it. It'll be like Amazon or something. But in 2023, we will not be transporting people from rooftops to rooftops and have all these EV tall landing pads and people will be getting around in these things. This will not be any transportation solution at all in 2023. There, fact. Okay, done. So, uh, I, you know, what's, this is a, this is an odd thing. Cause I, you know, I know it's related to, or at least, you know, it's being brought up now is 
at least in the context, having to do with COVID, but really it's not. It's what is up with these gig workers dying in Australia? Um, we've had five in the last two months, we've had five people, uh, killed doing, uh, at base delivery. And I'm not really sure how it ties to the pandemic or COVID. I don't know if like before these five people died, if like for the last year, maybe nobody died. And then in the past two months, five people have died. I'm not really sure what the tie is. I'm not really sure what the tie to the pandemic or COVID is. And I know we have a few listeners in Australia, so... If any of you uh, mates down under would mind not uh, shooting me an email at uberliftdrivers at gmail.com, or you can hit the website at uberliftdrivers.com or uh, any of our social medias. And let me know what's going on over there from, uh, from your view, from your perspective over there, because I don't know. I don't see, I mean, it's a sad, it's a super sad thing, but I don't see why the, the five deaths are pandemic uh, related, but it is a super sad thing or why these deaths have been happening if they haven't been ever happening before. I'd, I'd like somebody who's actually in the game to maybe get with me on that if they could and let me know what you know about it. Maybe you know something. All right. I got one more story uh, that I want to touch on and then, uh, then I'm going to leave it for the holiday break. Uh, I've got a bunch going around in my head, too, of things I need to get done and whatnot. And this week is a crazy week. Uh, But anyway, the last thing I wanted to touch on was uh, David Kango, uh, the driver from Washington State who produced the video last week of a rider who went off on a racist rant after he refused to put on a mask. So David, the driver, picked up a passenger who had a mask on. Uh, a couple minutes, him, him and his wife. A couple minutes into the ride, he took the mask off. Now, most of you probably saw the, uh, the video go viral. David had shot a video of the guy calling him uh, racist remarks. Um, he posted on social media... Um, Lyft suspended uh, the rider's account and we saw this story emerge. Well, today this the, another story emerged. Uh, we found out three days after, so it was the 17th when he gave the ride, when David gave the ride and had to ask the person, who took the mask off to get out of the car. Um, he had picked him up at a bar. He was taking them home. He had to, they wouldn't put their mask back on. So he had to ask them to get out of the car, went off on the rant, shot the video, but he had had his mask off in the car. Today we found out that on the, that was on the 17th on Friday, the 20th, David was starting to feel pretty sick and have, and have COVID like symptoms. And then on Saturday, he woke up very sick, like way sicker than he was already feeling and had even even more intense COVID uh, symptoms. And so he went in to get tested for COVID and he got his tests back on Monday and he has COVID. Um, 
can it be pinned on that one person? No, but uh, I don't think we have the results back on that person yet. Uh, I know that he had wrote an apology to David. It didn't really fly as it, you know, of course it shouldn't. Uh, racist rants are just, they have no place in the world. So, uh, but yeah, he's tested positive for COVID now. And, you know, there's there's other stories out this too. The anti-mask rant, you know, it's, uh, and this is why I'm ending with this because the anti-mask rant, listen, you know, there was, there was a, another driver who was telling a lot of stories. He was saying that about, you know, he's been driving full time through the pandemic. He was saying about 60 to 70% of his drivers or his riders have a ma- about 70%. I just saw it, uh, had a, have a mask when they get to the car. Um, so Uber, where's your technology that's supposed to be detecting these face masks for riders? Cause um, again, bullshit, uh, you know, it's, you're not doing it. If you were doing it, we wouldn't have a 70% rate of people who do have a mask. But then I, I read another article where this guy was telling some stories, different stories. And obviously I can totally relate to the bar ones because he's going to bars and people, he had a guy, you know, not having a mask. He said, you have to have a mask. You know, the guy put a cigarette pack over his mouth and held it there. He goes, I got my mask on. He was drunk. You know, this guy basically, one of his stories was he got paid four seventy three, $4.73 to argue and waste 45 minutes uh, disputing COVID with a drunk. Um, we just don't have time for this. I mean, why, you know, if, if you're going to, if you're going to say that, Masks are required for drivers, and we do our part. We have to take our picture. Uh, you got to do it for the riders, too. I guess part of the problem is, as we know, Uber brags all the time about their technology software and facial recognition software that they always had to make sure that it was us driving if they needed us to pull over and just verify our account pre-pandemic. But it's the same software they didn't do anything they were supposed to do all these tech advances and they always brag about it they didn't do anything this software does nothing if you saw the pictures that we posted on uh uber lyft drivers on twitter um you can see that in one picture i am holding the bill of a, of my hat over my over my face that passed as a mask uh duct tape on my face passed as a mask and you can take your hand and do a hand over your nose and mouth, and that passes as a mask. So don't call it technology, and don't call it, you know, like cutting edge. Don't and don't refer to it as riders are going to have to do it. Obviously, you're not having them do it. That's very clear. And you're wanting drivers to be the mask police. We shouldn't have to do that. You know, I mean, this is it's really getting ridiculous. I mean, a these drivers are frontline workers, basically. I mean, you know, you're right in it. And the very minimal we need from people is for them to wear a mask. I mean, we've talked about this before, people, that, you know, I I know that they're, the anti-maskers say, you know, they don't believe in COVID or, you know, they don't, they don't think that they should have to wear a mask. This is a free country. Okay. I get all that. And I actually appreciate all that. And I get, I get where you're coming from. I get what you're saying. However, we are at a different point with all this. You can't make decisions for everybody else. As we've seen, most of the country has gone into red, um, in terms of cases. Um, how, 
you know, the death rate, it seems to have actually slowed, even though the cases are way up. So obviously, even though we don't have a solution to COVID, we've got better ways of dealing with it uh, to get you out of ICU alive. As whereas in March, April, May, you know, if you went to ICU, it was a it was a crapshoot if you were even going to come out. Um, but I'm not sure how many are even getting to ICU, and the ones that do, I, I don't know if maybe they're getting out quicker. Obviously, the best way to learn about something is to do it. Um, or at least for me too, has always been just to learn it on the job. You know, you can read about things, you can be told about things, but the best way to learn and do stuff is to, to get your hands dirty and do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a little confused. Uh, I know where the people who don't want to wear masks are coming from. It is a free country. I know where the uh, people who do want to wear masks are coming from because we need to wear masks. So even though there's a little gray area there, the anti-maskers need to get with the program for a bit. And I'm sorry, if that's not the page you're on, then we're, we're just differ on opinion on that because anti-maskers are, are spreading COVID people wearing masks are trying to protect themselves and others by wearing the mask. So it's not even so much about what you believe you need to wear the mask to protect others. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's just a civil duty at this point, this pandemic with how long it's been going on. And like I said last week, I mean, wouldn't we rather all just get through this and be done with it? Um, you know, if, if the numbers keep going red more and more and more and more, by January 20th, when they swear Biden in, I mean, he's going to put the country in lockdown. And that's not a diss on Biden. That's just saying that he will do that if things aren't better. I mean, they, and we can't ask the government to make it better anymore. We need to make it better. Okay. And I know that there's lots of stories right now about Thanksgiving and I get all that too. You know, like we can't go around our families. We have to do small Thanksgivings at home. Um, I mean, they've really stepped up how they're addressing this right now for this holiday. Cause before it was like, well, you know, if you need to, or this, but now it's, it, they're, they're get, getting pretty heavy. And then we've got a lot of elected officials who aren't following protocol themselves, uh, but who are preaching. So do they know something, uh, that we don't all know yet? Um, I don't know. Do they do they all really truly think that we need to all be at home alone instead of even in small groups for Thanksgiving? I don't know. Um, but, you know, a lot of states, I don't like the way that, that, they're, that they operate when it comes to decisions like that. Where I am in Colorado, for the most part, before this pandemic, I mean, I pretty much agree with most of the state's calls. Like, we have to do something, we do it. And I think we're a pretty good state about that, you know, but now here we are too. And nobody's supposed to go anywhere. You're not supposed to do anything. You're not supposed to have a Thanksgiving. You're supposed to do it at home alone. Um, you know, I mean, look out cause, uh, for all, you know, you can give your computer COVID on a zoom call. The next thing we'll know, you know, we'll hear about COVID being caught through zoom calls without a mask. I don't know, <laughs> but for right now, people, we need to mask up. We need to mask up. We need to get this shit under control. Uh, everything in this country seems to be going just haywire. It's like somebody went to the central uh, 
uh, power bank and just released the uh, floodgates and shorted out everything. And we're all scrambling to make everything work at once, and everybody's doing it in different ways. So every state, every person, every t- uh, it, it's just craziness in this country. And I think we've shown ourselves that even a pandemic like this, and it, it really, uh, the other day I was thinking, and I got I got to say this, this pandemic could have been a lot worse even. I know it's horrible, but think if the death rate had been like 30% of all people that caught COVID on top of the way we handled this. Uh, we would just be losing, I mean, millions of people. And then we would still, would we, would we still have these anti-maskers? I don't know. You know, I, I, I was reading about a New York, some New York restaurants that are opened up now that uh, you can dine there, but you have to pay $50 a person to have a COVID test before you can be seated. So if I wanted to, uh, if I wanted to take my girlfriend on a date and go out to dinner, I'd be paying for dinner plus a hundred dollars for her and I to get COVID tests before we enter the restaurant. Um, are those COVID tests working? Are there's so many questions? But the one thing that we do know, we keep hearing it: uh, wash your hands, you know, don't touch your face. Uh, wear masks, that those help. And we keep hearing them over and over. And we got to quit waiting for the government to have an answer. You know, we keep hearing about the vaccine and stuff. That's great, but that's not going to fix the problem. Okay. Um, the problem's already here. It's out of hand and we've got to wear masks. We just all do. I mean, I, I run into very few people now who I see not wearing a mask or causing an argument about it. But then I read some of these articles from rideshare drivers and, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because you absolutely shouldn't be getting into a rideshare without a mask on. And I would say that the only way that that would be an acceptable thing is if, you know, maybe you, you, you needed an Uber. You called the Uber, it got there, you had your mask on, uh, you needed to drive two hours to an airport um, or something. You were going to be in the car for two hours, and you got to talking with the driver, and the two of you decided that masks are stupid, blah, blah, blah. It's still not okay if that driver is going to keep driving after that passenger, because then his car is could be contaminated. But if let's say that you got talking and you both agreed that masks are stupid, they don't do anything. And then you decide to take off your mask. And the driver said that you're his last ride of the night anyway. So no biggie. He'll clean the car, you know, whatever. Um, That's about the only way I could see that it even could be debatable. And even that seems really stupid, you know, leave the windows cracked in the ride share drivers. Keep your cars clean passengers wear masks and when you're five minutes into the trip don't take the mask off and lyft and uber you or uber i'm gonna pick on you because lyft has never claimed to have the technology even though lyft you should be doing this too but uber you know you keep saying that riders have to have to prove they're wearing masks then make them prove it quit saying all this stuff that you don't mean at all your pr stunts are bogus they're they're harming people 
I mean, we know as a company, you don't care about your drivers at all, at all, but stop it. You know, damn well, you could, you could make riders have to do the same thing that us drivers have to do to get on the platform, to call for a car that they have to be wearing a mask, take a selfie or else they can't, they can't request a car in the first place. And then if you get a canceled ride on that, their account has to be suspended, period, until an investigation is done on whether they were wearing a mask. For me, I have a dash cam in my car. So if, you're, if, I, if, you, if you were to take a picture with your Uber app, need a ride, and I get there and you're wearing a mask, and five minutes into the ride, you take the mask off, well, I can say took mask off, uh, wouldn't put it back on. And then your account should be suspended and Uber. And right away I'd send, uh, my dash cam footage to Uber of you not wearing a mask. And at that point, your account should be permanently suspended slash deleted. And if you infected anybody like the driver or anything, and you had COVID, um, you know, there, I don't know if it's criminal charges or what it would be, but you could be endangering people or whatever. I mean, we just wear masks, people. I mean, this is Thanksgiving, and it's it's already going to be a weird one because we haven't because so many people haven't been wearing masks, and now we've got. I I, I saw today on the news that uh, four million people or four point one million have already passed through TSA gates. Um, you know, where, where is this country? We need to wear masks. We cannot travel. But 4 million of you can travel to other states. Uh, you know, I mean, if we don't get synced up, this thing is not going away. And uh, I'll see you here again next Thanksgiving talking about COVID. And that would be really sad when we could probably just get it under control by wearing masks. That's all we know, too. We don't know what else is working or what else isn't, but we know masks do. So I hate to say that, you know, we got to tell some people how to how to be, but right now we do. You have to wear a mask. You just do. Put your mask on. Start caring about other people. Oh, there. There's my mask rant as opposed to the racist and over-the-top anti-mask rants, okay? Um, from a couple of the drivers that I've seen, I, I, you know, it, I've been really happy that I haven't been driving lately because uh, I can only imagine how I would handle an anti-masker. <laughs> and I won't get into that here because, well, I guess if I didn't do it, it's not a crime. <laughs> Okay. Um, you guys, we are, uh, the holidays made it, uh, the Thanksgiving made it a little tough for me to get with some people talking, but, um, we are still moving on families of the fall and I'm really hoping to hit on that next week. Okay. I really want to talk about this. I need to get with David and, uh, with para and I need to get with a couple other people. Um, but there was a little movement and it looks like it could be something we might be able to do and it, it would help like all these p drivers and gig workers who Uber and Lyft never help or, uh, Grubhub or whoever, you know, whatever might've happened to you or your family. And, uh, it's a way that 
you know, I think we can kickstart Uber and Lyft and some of the other big app-based gig companies to to participate in this too, because enough is enough. We we need to take we need to be helping some people. And some really bad things have happened to some drivers and gig workers and uh yeah. Anyway, guys, mask up. Mask up. Like man up, mask up. Uh, that said, go have a great turkey day. We'll be back next week, and uh, we will talk about Families of the Fallen. I will have a date on the autonomous interview. It's something we're very much looking forward to, especially now with all this autonomy news coming out. Um, but otherwise, go have yourself a great gobble-gobble. Um, make your turkey day something fun, interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know what my son and I are going to do. Uh, you know, we would like to see my, my mom and his grandma, but I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, I don't know how we would do that at this point. She lives up in Boulder and we live in Denver and it's very close, but, uh, or it's not that far, but, um, the differences between the two cities is crazy. Boulder's being extra protective. Everybody wears a mask. Everybody's being very, uh, watching out for one another. And down here in Denver, it's kind of the opposite. Um, big city, uh, lots of crowding and lots of non masks. Um, so get your mask on people. Uh, that's all I got to say. Have a great Turkey day, you guys. Uh, and I'll see you back here next week on the rodeo. Peace.